and welcome to the Confusion to Clarity podcast. This podcast is for anybody who needs that reminder that they really are capable of achieving amazing things. Each week, we will be diving deep into all things mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. Hosted by me, Natalie, a clinical hypnotherapist, psychotherapist, coach, mum, and lover of all things mindset and manifestation. When listening, I want to give you a break from reality. I'm going to share with you the tools and techniques that you need to make your goals reality so you can stop playing small. Hello and welcome back. I hope you're all well. I don't know about you, but for me, December seems to be passing in an absolute blur. It's always a really full-on month, um, so it's not surprising I've seen an increase in clients coming to see me who are feeling overwhelmed with the pressures of Christmas and all the things that are going on at this time of year. So in this episode, I wanted to talk in a bit more detail about this, of how we can say no, how we can cultivate boundaries and in turn enjoy the festivities and feel prepared for 2024. So as I've just said, there really can be so much pressure on us at this time of year, in addition to that which we feel the other 11 months of the year. But of course, during December, we have all the normal responsibilities with the added bonus of gift buying, wrapping, hosting parties, cooking, Christmas jumper days, Christmas fairs, I don't know, raffle donations, the list goes on. It's constant. Um, I watched the film the other day, Jingle All The Way, so if anybody who's not seen it, it's about a dad who is desperately trying to get his son the must-have toy for Christmas. And as I was watching it, it did make me feel really sad in a way that my three are now growing up and they're not asking for toys anymore. But then I did feel a real sense of relief that I no longer had to stress about finding that one toy that sold out everywhere. However, my smugness and relief was short-lived because although I wasn't hunting down action figures, I did have a similar experience with a blusher. So yes, a blusher for my daughter who doesn't really wear makeup. Um, She's been asking for this specific blusher, as has apparently every other teen in the UK because this has been like gold dust to track down um it turns out like it's the one item on everybody's Christmas list this year um I did manage to find one eventually and pay over the odds for it um although I'm secretly hoping it is as good as it seems because then I can maybe borrow it too um so it's win-win um but yeah I did get it but I was stressing at one point that I wasn't going to find it um so yeah that'll teach me for being smug But how can we begin to nip this pressure in the bud? How can we take some of that pressure off and just breathe? First of all, it's really important to cultivate boundaries. So first of all, let's look at boundaries with families because, like, let's be honest, that is probably one area that boundaries do need to be set at this time of year. It is generally the cause of a lot of arguments. Um, But... With family, we're often told, oh, you know, accept them as they are. It's just how they are. It's, you know, just who who they've always been. And a bit controversial, but I don't believe personally we have to condone harmful behaviour that affects our own mental well-being. That said, of course, we can't change others. But what we can do is change how they impact us by establishing boundaries and having steps in place to cope better. Boundaries are crucial in all aspects of life, but especially with family. And it's about striking that balance between enjoying time with them without compromising the progress we've made in our mindset and our mental well-being. So when it comes to setting boundaries with family, 
first of all, I think it's really important to identify what it is that you want, not what you think everybody else wants. Now, this isn't selfish. Would it be easier for you, for example, to have people come to you rather than drag everybody out of the house Christmas morning, drive two hours, you know, just to go and see people? Or maybe you feel obliged to see multiple uh, family members in one day and you spend the whole of Christmas Day just kind of toing and froing between lots of different people and actually it just feels like it's all too much. Perhaps there you could split it up over a few days. And of course, yes, Christmas Day is special, but in reality, we can make other days as equally special too. And it's lovely with Christmas because we do all have traditions and things that we you know, do year in, year out. So making change can seem quite daunting. And again, in many episodes of the podcast, I've talked about how our brains like familiarity, they don't like change. So you know, it might seem a bit alien to do something different, but if it means that it works in your favour or for the rest of the party involved, then sometimes change is necessary and can actually be incredibly positive. But perhaps it's not just families where you need to put boundaries in place. Maybe it's saying yes to get-togethers that you really don't want to attend. Perhaps you've been invited to a, an old work party and you know whilst you have no hard feelings to your old colleagues, you just know with all the other things that you've got going on, going to that event is just going to be the kind of one thing that tips you over the edge. So by saying no there, again, it is the most selfless thing you could do. But perhaps, you know, as a compromise, you could arrange to meet up with them after Christmas when things are a little less frantic. So again, it's coming back to really looking at what what is going to make you happy in this situation, what's going to help you to enjoy this time. Mental rehearsal is really effective in this situation. So if you are somebody that finds it hard to say no, then rehearsing the event in your head first of all, is a really good tactic. So as I say in every episode of the podcast, your mind does not know the difference between imagination and reality. So if, for example, I know you need to say no to somebody, you know, let's just stick with the example of the old work colleagues. They've asked you to come out. You don't really want to go because you know you've got something else on the next day and it's just going to be too much. But maybe you're worried about saying no to them. So what you can do is practice in your head the conversation or practice what you want to say. Because even though they aren't there in front of you at that specific moment, your brain doesn't know this. So by practicing in your head you know what you want to say, how you want to say it, and then really linking that with how you want to feel, play it over a few times in your mind till you feel comfortable. When you do then go to have that conversation, you're going to notice that it flows much more freely because your brain is going, oh, we've had this conversation, you know, 20 times already it's absolutely fine there's no fret here and you will tend to find then that you know your conversation flows in the way that you want it to you can also use this technique for events that you are going to so if you are um, prone to social anxiety or you know you just feel a bit on edge before going to parties or things like that or even just jumping back to families maybe you have time with family members who you find a little bit challenging use this technique there just role rehearse in your mind how you want that event to go how you want to feel and although it might not go specifically you know how you you know how you planned it in your mind you will notice that you cope better with the situation because your brain isn't perceiving it as a threat you've primed it going okay it's fine we've got this um when it comes to mental rehearsal as frequently as you can is effective but first thing in the morning last thing at night is a really good way 
um, is a really good time, sorry, to, to do this. So when you first wake up, just let your mind, you know, role play in your head, lasting at night as you're drifting off to sleep. This is just coming into my head now. So mental rehearsal is one thing. What you could also do is do some scripting in this scenario. So again, I've spoken about this technique before on previous episodes, but it involves just taking a piece of paper and a pen and writing down how you want events to go. So you'd start by saying something like, I'm so happy and grateful now that, and what you want to do is write it in the present tense as if that event is, is has happened. So um, I'm so happy and grateful now that, um, you know, the, the party, the Christmas party, the work Christmas party went really well. And, you know, I was able to speak to everybody. I felt calm and I felt confident. Or again, it could be in terms of family members. So writing about how you want the event to to go as if it is happening or has already happened. And just remember to focus on how you want to feel as well, not just how you want it to be, how you also want to feel. Now, this one might seem a bit odd, but hear me out discover your love language and understand the love language of those closest to you. So when you know other people's love languages, it helps you to deepen and understand them. And it can also help you to make kind of maybe their certain behaviours bother you less and in turn cultivate more compassion for them. And again, more of ability, more of an ability to to cope better with them, shall we say. Um, And again, I have spoken about this in detail on previous episodes but you can go online search love language test and you kind of fill it in and it shows you what um you know what your love language is or those around you um it's really fascinating and again like I said it's a really kind of good tactic to have um because yeah it will help you to find people less irritating so I won't dive too much into that but go online look at love languages, maybe take the test yourself or for those around you and just see if it helps you change your view of them and how you cope. Okay, now take the pressure off of yourself. We are all doing our very best. Nobody can ask for any more than that. We all want Christmas to be special and it will be, but not at the cost of our mental health. And that's not me saying cut corners or not do the things that you want. But just remember, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Ask the children what they want to do. And it might surprise you that they, you know, they don't want to do all the tasks that you feel you should be doing. You know, the ice skating, the gingerbread house, the visits to Father Christmas, or, you know, all the things that we list down that we think, oh my gosh, I've got to do this. Because if I don't, Christmas isn't going to be special. Ask them, do they, do they want to do this? Maybe there's something else that they want to do instead ask for help. Don't just assume that those around you see what you see. While something might seem really glaringly obvious to us, it might not to somebody else. And that's okay, we all see things differently. But the key thing is keeping the channels of communication open. Talk about how you're feeling. Like I said, ask for help, share the load. We don't have to do it all by ourselves. And sometimes it can feel like that. Um, you know, and we sometimes can make assumptions when we're feeling overwhelmed, like, oh, I've just got to do it myself. It's easier to do it all myself. And maybe there are previous experiences that have led you to believe that. And it could be, again, like a trauma response as well, which may be more deeply ingrained. But just remind yourself, we can share the load. It's okay. We don't have to do it all by ourselves, especially if we feel like our minds are going to explode. So again, communicate 
what is it you need help with? How do you want to be? How do you want to feel? This is a big one, but limit, reduce, or even come off of social media. When we're already on the verge of losing our Christmas shit, the last thing we need when we feel overwhelmed is to see accounts online where everything is perfect. And you know what, good for them. Let them get on with it. But if consuming content is making you feel inferior or like you're not doing a good enough job and you're sat there questioning your sanity, then unfollow them. Take that social media break. And remember, people always put online the best bits. They don't always show the full, the full spectrum of what's going on. And of course, yes, there are plenty of really super organised people out there who are already, you know, planning Christmas 2024 with spreadsheets detailing all the all the final parts of it. But there are many of us, me included, who are double checking that Christmas really is only two weeks away. And you know what? Every year I say I'm going to have all my Christmas shopping done, wrapped by December. Um, and every year I don't. <laughs> Um, I tell myself I'll create a spreadsheet with a plan on. Now, the the kind of the the big thing here is I'm really crap with Excel, um, so that's a bit of an issue. Um, And to be quite honest, I just don't possess those levels of organisation. I wish I did, but I don't, and that's okay. This year, I've just thought, let it go, okay? Just let it go. It doesn't matter. I mean, in my defence, we do have six birthdays between late October to the end of November, so that is a factor that that is there because it's like I'm in birthday season and then bam, it's Christmas. So maybe I need to start planning in July. Um, but it's okay. Just like stop beating ourselves up. It will get done. I mean, hopefully I'm not still wrapping Christmas presents on Christmas Eve like I was last year. But you know what? It is what it is. The more we beat ourselves up, the more should haves, would haves, could haves we throw out there, the more rubbish we are going to feel. And I've spoken on here before about confirmation bias, where our brains look for evidence to prove what we believe and think. So this is a good time to remember this fact, that whatever we're focusing on, we're going to notice more of. We're going to, you know, bring it to the foreground. So what we need to be doing is instead of focusing on what we're not doing well, put the highlight onto our wins. Acknowledge the things that are going well, that you are doing right, that you are succeeding in. And also watch your language. Now, I'm not telling you to not drop a C-bomb, um, although with everything we have to juggle at this time of year, you'd be forgiven for doing so, but our words create our reality. So as I was just saying, if we are constantly saying we're too busy, too this, too that, then that's what we're going to see. It's that confirmation bias. What we need to be doing is speaking into existence what we want. How do we want things to be? I have more than enough time. I have everything under control. Even if at first it kind of doesn't seem real, you might be going, I have everything under control, but I still have 10 presents to buy. The more you kind of convince yourself that, yes, I have plenty of time, time is an illusion anyway. And again, I've already touched on this, you know, in a a few moments ago, that your mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So again, it applies here. If you are telling yourself, I don't have enough time, then that is what you're going to see. So the more you start to change that narrative, I have more than enough time, I have plenty of time, I have everything under control, the more you will start to see yourself going that direction. Um, It might be a good idea, this is just coming to my head as I'm talking, to go back, um, I'm not sure what number episode it was, it was from earlier this year. There um, is a podcast called The Lucky Girl Syndrome, and it's all about the... um, 
law of assumption, that things are working out in your favour, and there is a subliminal audio um, as part of that episode, maybe go back and put that on. Subliminal audios are brilliant for helping to reprogram our subconscious mind. You don't hear the spoken word, they're very calming, so if you're sitting there kind of wrapping presents or you're doing your online shopping, just let it play. It's filled with lots of positive suggestions about how things are always working out in your favour, good things are happening to you, so that might be a good idea to go back and listen to um, just to help support your mental well-being at this time. And to also support that notion that you do have everything under control, things are working out for you, you have plenty of time. Feeding on from that, don't let your good habits slip totally. Now, of course, for most of us, yes, our normal routines will change later nights, perhaps you're having you know, more food, more alcohol, but where you can, really try to keep on top of the tasks that you know support your mental well-being, be that journaling, meditation. Consistency is key, even at times of year when things are really, really busy. Um, if maybe you can't do like your meditation first thing in the morning, maybe find you know 10 minutes during the day to do it. EFT tapping is brilliant when you feel overwhelmed. Um, you know, just take yourself off for five, 10 minutes, do a few rounds of EFT tapping or anything that you know is gonna help you feel good. And it doesn't matter if it's not at, like I said, at the same time that you normally would in normal times. And if you do find yourself feeling a little bit off, just stop, just take a moment to assess things. If you're kind of feeling like you're caught in your head, maybe those anxious feelings are taking over a little, ask yourself questions. Okay, right, I'm feeling this way now, but is it because I'm trying to do too much? Can I ask for help? Is it because I've had four late nights on the bounce? Okay, again, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you know how important sleep is. So if you have had multiple late nights and it is more than likely going to affect how you feel mentally and that's okay just bringing your conscious awareness to that can help diffuse those anxious feelings but what you might find is actually do you know what? I could take a nap this afternoon or do you know what? tonight we're not going out I could go to bed that little bit earlier and just kind of catch back up on my sleep if you've had one too many drinks and maybe you're feeling a little bit worse for wear the day after and again that anxiety is starting to kick in anxiety is a real thing so again rather than feeding into those anxious thoughts bring to your conscious mind the fact that okay look I did have a bit too much to drink that's probably why I'm feeling a bit fragile now physically and mentally what can I do to support how I feel right now could you go for a walk could you you know put something light-hearted on telly that makes you laugh so rather than kind of going into that anxiety spiral just catch those thoughts and ask yourself okay why am I feeling this way um Again, with food, sugar can be a massive trigger for anxiety. Um, I know that's that's one of my biggest triggers, and like this time of year, um, I do have to be mindful of that. Does that stop me going balls deep into the tub of celebrations? No, even though I know too much sugar is going to make me feel awful, I still do it. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I do feel a bit funny, and I'm my, I'm my own worst enemy, um, which is why again, just bringing your conscious awareness to it can help you to be kinder to yourself and just diffuse slightly those thoughts and feelings. A really good thing to have on your phone is your, you could call it your anxiety checklist, you could call it your mental well-being checklist, and I get all my clients to create one of these. So 
on your phone, depending on what phone you have, most of them have a notes feature. Um, so on my phone, for example, there's a notes page. List down all the things that you can do that support your mental well-being. The reason I get my clients to do this and I do it myself is when you are in the kind of the spin of anxiety, it can be really easy to get caught up in your thoughts, which then adds more thoughts in, which adds more feelings until you find yourself being like an anxious wreck. So by having this list on your phone, you know it's there. You can then take yourself to that part of your phone and you have a checklist of things that you can do that's going to break that anxiety cycle. So it could be go for a walk, you know, watch this on TV, listen to a podcast, put your favourite playlist of music on. Um, clients who work with me, there are specific tools and techniques that I teach them to help combat anxiety. But just really list there anything you know that's going to help you just regain that kind of bit of calmness, composure. Also, a really good thing to have on there are questions. So questions interrupt anxiety spirals. So as we've just talked about above, in terms of like feeling funny, okay, well, did I go to bed late last night again? Have I had too much to drink? Have I had too much sugar? Put those questions on there because again, when you're feeling anxious, you're in that primitive part of your brain. When you're there, everything's a threat, everything's worst possible case scenario, your brain's on red alert, ready to step in and protect you. That part of your brain is not logical or rational. It's not going to go, actually, maybe you could try this. What you need to do is find a way to get into that intellectual part of your brain where you can regain some control. So questions are a really good way of doing that. So if you're feeling a bit kind of funny, okay, right, have I have I had too many late nights? Have I had too many, too many sweets? Have I had too much alcohol? then it just gives you that moment of clarity to go, oh, okay, yeah, that's probably why I'm feeling this way. And then you can go back to your checklist and find an activity that you can do that's going to help you regain control. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. This brings it to an end. There were just a few things that I thought of that, like I said, have come up in conversations with clients this week or that have come up in my head to help you just regain a little bit of calmness and composure at this time of year. Um, because it is a fun time of year. We should be enjoying it as best we can. So hopefully those tips have helped. Um, And just remember, you are doing the best you can and nobody can ask for any more than that. So have a great week and I will speak to you all again soon.